Welcome to the Evolved Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Coach P. We've got another zinger for you all. All right. We've been going through many individuals that can offer us so much value when it comes to coaching and being in the fitness entrepreneurship world. But lately, and I find this with myself, I'm becoming obsessed with mindset and what it takes to actually put your best foot forward each and every day. I recently put some posts out there for a lot of our coaches and something I've been doing new with my own clients going over non-negotiables. Today, I have a awesome guest who is not only an athlete of mine, but is also a very well-known, renowned trainer and business owner. He also does mindset coaching and, and lots of calls with NLCA. He is a great individual who's been through the ins and outs of challenges and obstacles. And today he's here to share his story and teach us a little thing about mindset. Kevin, welcome to the Evolved Athlete Podcast. What's up, dog? Yo, I love the introduction. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. You know, it reminded me, my dad does uh, does commentary for soccer games here in Indianapolis for the uh -huh. professional soccer game. And he starts very similar. <laughs> that's great. That's great. I love we, we got we got to start off the show. You know, yeah, it's like the greatest yeah. showman. I'm Hugh Jackman no, up here. It's great. Absolutely. No, we do it for for the other podcasts as well. Uh, but what is going on? Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, man. I've been when you asked me this week. Yeah, man. I've been, I've been, you know, you and I've been working together for a while. We've been shooting the shit, you know, talking about, you know, getting together. <clears throat> you know, you do awesome things and not only your own fitness journey, but in your own aspirations as a business and being an awesome dad with your family. And congratulations to you and the newborn baby. I know she's keeping you up late at night, uh, but, yeah. uh, but she's yeah, yeah. so beautiful. <laughs> uh, she is now, and now she's like, paying attention to things you can talk to her she's smiling kind of it's like if you've ever it's funny babies are like smile for a second and all of a sudden they're like frowning and like almost about to <laughs> <laughs> it's like they oh my god don't cry yeah exactly it's like they're smiling it's like oh there, there you go they're crying now. so kevin if you could take just a little bit of time and introduce yourself and give us a little background about how you got into fitness and what's your what was your first driving factor into owning your own fitness style business and pursuing these ambitions yeah, so um, I'm Kevin, for those of you who are listening. Um, I'm 28 years old, going to be 29 in September, a couple months away. Actually, uh, exactly two months. Today's the 21st, so September 21st is uh, when I turn 29. I'm getting old. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> I'm feeling it in my ankles, too. Uh, anything I do, I feel like... <laughs> I need a cast. <laughs> I've been feeling that all 33 years of my life. <laughs> oh, man. It's terrible. It's terrible. But uh, no, so Kevin Benegas, I am um, owner of Be Fit. Uh, and yeah, I'm from Honduras. I moved to the States. My parents moved us to the States when I was two years old. Uh, I've gone back and forth since. Um, you know, I lived in Honduras at a very young age, obviously, but then growing up i also went back several times went back to school in honduras so that was super cool as a young kid um got to experience third world living i guess is the best way to to put it it's got to be uh, eye opening yeah so uh, very very eye opening as a as a young kid moving to the states and then going back and then seeing the 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 dynamic between the two living poor in both sides um, because there are different levels of poor, I would say. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, came to the States. Dad was an immigrant college graduate for him. Um, but, you know, moving to the States, starting over close to your 30s was not easy for them. Uh, mm -hmm. 
mostly grew up here in Indianapolis. I've lived in a few other places, primarily Southeast Texas, Houston area, uh, Port Arthur area for, I would say at most maybe two and a half years of my life. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, Indianapolis has been home, home base for the, for the most part. My entire family is pretty much here. Um, most of them do go back and forth from Honduras. We have had a couple uncles that have just stayed in Honduras. Uh, my family on my dad's side, they're all very educated. Uh, we're talking degrees. I got a doctor in the family. I got a teacher in the family. My dad's an accountant, things like that, right? Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, people in construction. Uh, and, and yeah, just just several several different smart individuals. Uh, but nonetheless, sometimes, unfortunately, degrees in third world countries don't always save you from poverty. But until they came here, then they found a little bit of footing. Um, yeah, so once uh, once we were here, you know, my dad started working. He had a um, couple jobs at like Chase Bank and things like that. And then he started his and this is going to lead kind of into my decision into being an entrepreneur and whatnot. Um, he decided to start his own business. He does um, accounting a little bit to the side during tax season for people, but then primarily does um, a lot of um, temporary labor services for um, workers, right? Mm -hmm. So and companies hire him, he hires the employees, he sends them out, he pays the employees, the company pays him kind of thing. Right. Uh, so he's been doing that for over 15 years now. It's been a while. Um, and he's owned about three restaurants. Um, he's, oh, holy he's crap. Definitely been, he's been through the ringer when it comes to that kind of thing. Unfortunately, he's closed all of them down, not for lack of passion, but lack of management. His baby is ultimately SBS Environmental, which is the temporary labor service company. Um, and taking time away from that is is never uh, good. Now, SBS did not become necessarily the powerhouse that it is until the past recent years. So uh, unfortunately, we did grow up with very little like I didn't have internet, I didn't really have like, a whole lot of that, you know, things that a lot of families did. Um, right. But the one thing I am thankful of my dad always lived in the same spot. So I did get to have like neighborhood friends. Uh, and I did get to experience other things aside from what kids experience nowadays, which is like just internet, right. Um, so I did get the the park it's becoming a stuff. lost art to go outside. It really, your it bike. Really have is. you noticed that? Yeah, it really is like, we used to play curveball. We used to play hide and seek in the neighborhood. We, I mean, there's a basketball court behind my house, like an actual park. Uh, you know, all the things like, like getting into arguments, into fucking uh, playground fights, into making up the next day and playing curveball, like all that right. stuff just doesn't happen anymore. I don't like. Know. I've been going outside, like getting walks in in the evenings, and I'm always wondering, like, where the hell are all the people? Like, yeah. what's going on? And this is everywhere I've ever lived. This is in Kentucky. This is in Arizona. Yeah. It's like, where the hell is everybody? Why is everyone? Yeah, so just I have a really nice park down the road from my house. Um, now, granted, I actually don't live too far from from my dad's house. I'm about a mile away, but there are several parks here now. And there is like this new park, a semi new park, and it's got really beautiful basketball courts and all that stuff. And it's just seemingly empty a lot. And I'm just like, what? Like 15, 20 years ago, this shit would have been popping if we had gotten this like really nice basketball court around. But anyways, so grew up that way. Um, I saw my dad really give effort into a lot of things. Um, 2007, 2008 happened. I think this is where my mindset really started changing because I saw my dad close his place down um and during that time where everybody was struggling my dad continued to work but out of our basement so i saw him set up his home office 
uh, very similar to kind of how you have yours in the background there. Set up his own office. People would come into the house all the time, um, but it was for work. So I started to get this idea of a little bit of being your own boss, uh, but I didn't really know what, what it meant. It wasn't like, oh my God, epiphany, nine-year-old Kevin, 10-year-old Kevin, all of a sudden thinks of, you know, whatever, right? Um, so yeah, I, I saw a lot of that growing up. My first experience diving into uh, fitness was my research paper on diabetes in the seventh or eighth grade. So um, I don't know why that was like interesting to me, but it mm -hmm. was. Um, was I a good student? No, but I did like talking about good things or things that I really enjoyed. And what I mean by good student, like I'm, I'm a smart dude, but I just didn't care about like the, the extras. Like if I knew I needed to do one thing and that's what was, what needed to get done, there wasn't going to be anything extra out of me because it wasn't necessary. There was no reward. Right. Um, so I didn't care so much. Um, but I did write a research paper on that. And then from there, all I thought of was, I'm going to go to IU, which I didn't go to IU. This is kind of, it'll, it'll turn into a whole bunch of other stuff. I'm thinking, I'm going to go to IU. I'm going to be a baller-ass soccer player, and I'm going to get into fitness in the fitness industry. I didn't know really what the fitness industry was, so let's just say health industry, because mm -hmm. fitness industry is now a more modern term, I think. But uh, the health industry was kind of what you would refer as maybe 10-plus years ago, right? I would say. Um but yeah, that would be my first experience. I played soccer. I ran track. I played basketball. I actually made the basketball team. I don't know how. I'm not very good <laughs> anymore, but I did I, I did make it back then. Um, was was pretty decent at soccer. Still play soccer nowadays uh, when I can. Um, but that's kind of the, the overarching kind of history. I have two brothers and, or I have two sisters and a brother um, and I have two kids. I'm married. Yeah, four dogs and a cat. <laughs> the apple dumpling gang over there has so much going on <laughs> so and yet that, and now i'm starting to like see why you history. you know that's i'm starting to see like your history now and why it is you're you don't get your check-ins in on time and why why you ain't checking your macros oh, i'm God. playing i'm playing with you dog <laughs> um but but i know you're super huge on mindset and you have a great involvement in nlca could you talk a little bit about your involvement with that company and what it is that you yeah do yeah yeah so um I would say that the the title the title isn't so much mindset, but um, I would say ever since developing a nice like relationship with Chad over at NLCA, at first it started with helping out uh, NLCA is like a a sub agency. Yeah, for for those listeners that we have that aren't aware of what NLCA is, could you briefly go over that for us? Yeah, yeah. So NLCA Next Level Coaching Academy. Sorry, I guess that that would make sense, right? Uh, the Next Level Coaching Academy is a um, uh, essentially a company that helps entrepreneurs um, who are eager to grow an online business um, or grow a business in general when it comes to fitness and health and nutrition. Um, so if you're interested in growing an online business or if you're interested in becoming an entrepreneur for yourself when it comes to that, then NLCA will teach you the ropes of going from practically zero. The best way I can explain this, and sometimes I've done sales calls with people like this, is like think of yourself as like the seed packet at Lowe's uh, for your garden. You are the seed packet coming into NLCA, and we are the gardeners, essentially. Um, but you still have to do the growing kind of thing. I really right? like that. So, so th that's essentially what we are. We teach you to go from you know zero to hero when it comes to your entrepreneurship. Zero to hero. <laughs> Every time I say zero, you have to say hero afterwards. 
Hercules a hero. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a must. But yeah, so NLCA, we, we teach you to, to get really good at the entrepreneurship lifestyle of being an online fitness coach. Um, but yeah, so with NLCA, uh, back in September of 2021, I offered to help out the company um, with this thing called DM Agency. DM Agency was ran by somebody else. I thought I could do it better. I offered it. Um, and yeah, the rest is history from there. But to fast forward a little bit more, I started to coach some of the students one to one, and I was more of the business coach. But the one thing that I actually do enjoy, um, and and even Chad and I have talked about this, I really enjoy people who have no fucking idea what they just got themselves into, um, and a lot of it has to do with mindset. <clears throat> yes, there's this, a desire to be a business owner of whatever, right? Whether it's fitness, whether it's restaurants, like I said to my dad, or whether it's accounting. Um, sometimes when you, when you make a switch very hard from one thing to the other, it's not about just the desires and the passion. I think it's also about like it, trying to fix your framework on how you think about life in general. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You can be a, a coach. Like a lot of people are out there that are probably engineers or, or doctors. And, and instead of doing like that kind of meticulous work, maybe they just kind of want to be more preemptive care rather than like the post, right? In a doctor's standpoint, it's like, you know what, fuck this doctor shit. I just want to be a coach. Right. Um, I, I don't I don't know, right? So, but even then it's still it's still a big switch. Um, and some people struggle not so much with the desires to want to be a big a good business owner, but struggle with the desires of like, do I want to be a hardworking person myself kind of thing. Right. Right. And some of that doesn't it isn't about like here are the right tools. Um, here's like the template, here's the hammer and the nail. It's about like, do you even want to pick up the hammer kind of thing? Exactly. Um, That's a problem I run into. Yeah. Do you even want to pick up the hammer? You know, it's going to nail the board down, but like picking up the hammer in general is, is already a struggle to begin with. Um, but nonetheless, I, I do enjoy helping people through overcoming that. Um, because, you know, I, I've been through some stupid things in my life that have kind of allowed me to be, I wouldn't say hard ass. Um, I'm not some hard ass, like whatever. Right. But like I have had situations where, you know, I've lost friends because of decisions that I've made in the sense of like, hey, I'm, I don't really care about your lifestyle. I don't care to get fucked up on the weekends anymore. I don't you know, and all these things are are are, are kind of embedded into your into your personality after doing it so many times. And that's how some people come to these things where they're they're embedded that whatever history they have or whatever habit they have, it's embedded into their personality and they need a personality switch as well. So I, I love that you're touching on this right now because not only do, you know, potential entrepreneurs run into these issues too, but I, so being a professor, students and the athletes that I work with all the time, they, it, just as you said, they're unwilling to pick up the hammer. In your experience, what challenges do you see that usually plague these individuals as why they are unwilling or just having trouble being able to put that nose to the grindstone? Yeah. The, the relationships with, uh, with friends and family, <clears throat> it, it boils down to that one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I really do think so. Um, personally, because I have, I have, um, you know, and, 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 uh, you and I have talked about this. I don't have a good relationship with my mom. Right. Um, I'm not going to dive into it specifically it's too much today. Right. Uh, but yep. I don't, I don't have a good relationship with my mom and everything that I hear from my mom is go do this other thing, go do this other thing, go do this other thing. And I'm just like, why? 
why do you not realize how good this is that I have here in front of me? Right. Well, like, what, why are we talking about all these other things? Go, go, go get this job, go get this college degree, go, you know, and ultimately for us, it's about like uh, stability, right? We are from Honduras. We have like, my parents have had it worse than I have. You know, we're talking, my mom's side of the family is, is uh, seven kids, uh, nine people total who have lived in a one, one bed, one room house, not one bedroom house, one room house with a bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking nine people. And then on my dad's side of the family, it's very different because the, the, the age gap between the, the sons are different. Okay. Um, so we're talking 20, 20 plus years, uh, between my dad being the youngest to my oldest, uh, uh uncle who's already passed away my two oldest uncles who have already passed away. So we're talking about age gap there, but those guys experience life a little bit differently and more solitary. But nonetheless, <clears throat> um, family and friends um, you know, are, the, are the biggest thing. And, and like I said, coming from that background, all I hear is like, go do something else because you're looking for financial stability. But the problem is, is that our family and friends sometimes don't even want to look at what we have in front of us already and they got this idea that you have to be doing something else. So, so when it comes to a lot of these students that are coming in, and not just students, but like clients that I have, I have a client right now where her husband like literally down talks her. Um, and, and she'll text us and say, hey, I'm having a hard time. My husband's not being very supportive. He's, te- he's telling me that I'm, not gonna, that I'm not gonna do very well and blah, blah, that this isn't gonna work, that I'm gonna fail. I'm like, shit, like get a new husband. Right. But, so that, that's what I was about to post to you next. Do you find oftentimes the reason why these individuals struggle is because when they receive this information from the other yeah. side, have it be their friends or family, their friends or family are coming from a perspective of what's better for them and thus being what's selfish rather than exactly. what the individual wants. Exactly. What's better for them. And 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 the thing is, you know, just, just to put it in perspective, right, my mom has not recently just because I've, I've uh, kind of separated myself from that. Um, which I do believe that, that you have to, if you guys all like whoever's listening to this, if you've ever heard like Gary V talk, Love um, Gary V. <laughs> right. Gary V and, and a few other, a few other people, uh, in the industry like Gary V. I even sent you a, a podcast episode or you sent it to me actually, I think. Um, and then I started watching the, in, in the, the other host of that podcast, I can't remember his name, but he was talking a little bit about it is like, you are a product of your environment and the people who you hang out with will be will be the determining factor of how you are and sometimes cutting relationships is going to be the most important thing and the most uh um uh, influential thing to your to your life but to to kind of go back on what you're saying is that sometimes these people are up your ear to 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 kind of make themselves feel good so for example my mom's always calling me or used to always call me and say hey you should go <clears throat> get this college degree um this way somehow which by the way guys I did go to college twice um, the, the first time I went to college, I went to college for half a year. Um, I wanted to learn the, the basis of business administration. So I took an accounting class, I took an econ class, I took an English one-on-one class and I can't remember the other class that I took, but the accounting class was the one that I cared about. Um, that is what taught me how to open up Benegas fitness back in 2014, 2015. And then once I got that, remember I told you earlier, once I get what I need out of school. (laughs) (laughs) Deuce. So, so, but I I actually paid for it. I actually paid for it cash. I was like, you know, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to do the accounting class and then I'm out. Right. Um, And then the the second time I went to school, uh, I went to school for more so a hobby. Um, I'm, I really like music production. I think you have probably gathered that from the, from your big, uh, 
everybody, yes. Kevin loves tech. <laughs> like, yeah, I love the reason tech. I sound I so good tech. right now, all Kevin. <laughs> yeah, so I sent, I sent uh, uh, Chris here a, a just a little gift, but I love tech. Um, so that's that's kind of where that passion goes. But I didn't, I couldn't continue because um, unfortunately my full time job was just completely overwhelming. It was a sixty to seventy hour work week at LA Fitness at the time that I was working, and it was impossible to have London, a relationship with Sierra and go to work and go to school. So it was it was really hard on me to let go of that because that is a childhood passion of mine other than fitness. But anyways, my mom would call me and she would say, hey, go get this degree, go get this. And, and once you complete at least six months, uh, your stepdad can get you a job for $26 an hour, right? Um, and on one side, um, you know, at one point in time, I can't say that I, I would knock $26 an hour. Like that would have been life-changing for me. But I knew that wasn't for me. Um, I'm not a good employee in the sense of like, I need to go and do like meticulous work every single day. <clears throat> um, but it was more so for her because of the instability that lifestyle was for her back in the day, I think. Right. Um, and still nowadays, honestly. But um, either way, a lot of people come and, and, and down talk those that are trying to do something different because it's what they need. So students in, 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 in general, so students for you, students for me, clients for me and things like that. It's not about them wanting it. It's sometimes about them not picking up the hammer, but them not picking up the hammer isn't always um, just one sided. Sometimes it's a lack of passion as well and saying like, ah, damn, I got into this, but I'm not really that passionate. And that's okay. That's okay. The other one is also embarrassment. Uh, sometimes it's embarrassing for you to pick up the hammer. So for example, if your entire family has been, let's just say my dad was huge on the restaurant business and there have been generations of a restaurant business and then here the fuck I come and I'm gonna say, and I say, <laughs> hey, I don't wanna do the restaurant. I'm sorry. It's just not something not something I wanna do. I'm not gonna say fuck your restaurant, but I, hey, I'm just not, it's not, it's not my passion. I could potentially be embarrassed to pick up another hammer because it's like, right. oh, I'm going to let my family down. You know, I'm going to let them down with this because it's just they've been doing so much hard work for me. And, and those things, I understand that somebody could look at it like, yeah, they're doing so much for me, but it's OK to still pick up the hammer if it's like embarrassment to kind of put this in a in a athlete perspective or in a in a fitness perspective, sometimes a husband or wife, a spouse will do so much for the spouse and is like, hey, uh, you know, I, I feel I feel like I'm uh, uh, I'm guilty or I feel like I'm, I'm doing something wrong here for um, telling you yes on this phone call today. So that way I could be, um, you know, a client of yours, because if I become a client of yours, that means that I'm going to have to cook different foods. I'm going to have to go to the gym and I'm going to have to uh, take some time away from my family. My family's always treating me really well. My husband takes me out places. I, I just don't know that I want to go to the gym by myself. I just don't know that I want to cook food for my own. It's just like they do so much for me. Mm -hmm. And and that's exactly why you got to fucking do it. Because right. if, 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 you, if you want to, if you want to improve, if you want to improve your family in the way that they feel about you, it, it definitely starts internally. So Pros and cons. You go to pros. You go to the gym. You feel better. You're more energetic. So then, when you when your family does give you those things, you're more apt to receiving it because you're more energetic. That's just like one thing, right? Right. But sometimes people will say no because it's like you know I just don't want to take time away. Like my my time's already constricted. I don't want to take time away from my family. Um, you know I I can't cook food for for me and them. 
So, you know, I understand that the foods that I'm cooking right now aren't that healthy, but, but I just, I just feel bad. So again, it's, it's sometimes people get stuck in that, like, I'm embarrassed to pick up the hammer. It's not so much that I don't want to pick up the hammer. I'm, I'm sort, sort, uh, sort of embarrassed. So there's several different sides, right? I could probably name off several different examples, but I don't so know. So when you're, so now I, I know that our coaches are going to eat this up and, and sure, this is great for our general athletes as well, who are just, who struggle on a day-to-day basis to change their behaviors. What are some of the approaches that you take? What kind of systematic, um, how do I put this? Uh, plans do you put into place for your clients that come to you with these types of issues? How, how is it that you help them and what helps them the most? Yeah. So, um, I am not a military sergeant by any means. Right. Um, but I do believe that I'm hard with my clients, um, in the sense that like, I tell them to be a little selfish, um, because you have to, you have to be, and, and and not it's somebody somebody said to me the other day on a call they were like hey <clears throat> i don't want to be cocky but i have this good thing going on in my life blah 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 and they listed off the good things and i said mm-hmm. hey this isn't cockiness because cockiness comes at the expense of somebody else while confidence is at the expense of either your happiness or your sadness right so it's all internal so cockiness again comes at the expense of somebody else Confidence can come at the expense of your sadness, which in which you're trying to get rid of. Right. Right. So it's okay to be selfish and confident. Again, don't say the word cocky because if you're being cocky, then who who's whose expenses is that? Right. Who are you bringing down? Kind of thing. Um, and I try to get my clients to be confident in 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 themselves. And sometimes this is to be a little selfish but not to destroy the relationships that they have that are decent in their life. So for example, telling your husband or your wife like, hey, my health is really, really deteriorating. Um, I feel sadder and sadder every single day. Um, I tell my coach these things. Sometimes I don't even know how to communicate with my coach because I feel so, so upset. Um, I need your help. And the way that I would like your help is to understand not to let me because no one lets you do anything you're no one's slave even if you are married to understand that i need to go and do some physical activity outside of my daily work outside of my daily relationship with you and outside of my daily task in the house i need to go do something different okay so i help them get that power back into their lives in the sense of like you got to be a little selfish and take some time away from the things that are your daily routine and gain confidence in the fact that you can get good at something else outside of your work, outside of your relationship, or outside of being a father or mother. And, and I, give the, I give that to him with like a velvet hammer in the sense like, yes, this is like ideal, but like we need to, we need to create this ideal situation like right now. Um, because otherwise there's no exit out of, out of your situation. I primarily have helped people that needed to lose 70, 80, 90 pounds. Um, we do have clients right now that are in their three hundreds. Um, and we, we see this a lot where a lot of it is a consistent, like mindset shift. Um, but we do it well now. I think we do it well now in the sense of like, you do not have to fight with people, but you can bring up 
XYZ checklist to then properly say, it's time for me to be a little selfish here. Um, because I, I'm, I'm to the point where I think I told you this the other day, some people commit suicide, right? And right. some people, some people do get like this, right? Where they could potentially commit suicide. Thankfully, I've never had a client commit suicide, right? But I, I do know people in in positions where I could tell that their lifestyle is very linear and they don't do anything different, like maybe a run or sport or music lesson or video games or spending all their money on tech. I I, I don't know, you know. Right. So, but like you got to find something that's selfish. Um, and I think that even in the entrepreneur life, as well as like the client life, if you can find something that's a little selfish to go gain confidence um, and bring back and say like, hey, like I've, I've been having a good time with my eating. I've been having a good time with my exercise. Um, it, it, and, and, and you can instill that into everyone else. That that comes off as confidence versus cocky is like, ah, you know what? You don't know how to work out like me. That's right. cockiness. It's like that's at the expense of somebody else's feelings. So I think that answers your question. I, no, I, I love that that's the approach that you take because honestly, that's that's honestly how I talk to students. That's how I talk to my own athletes. If you're not filling up your own buckets, and for, for all of you guys who are my athletes listening to this, you know I say this to you all the time. If you're not taking care of yourself, how do you ever expect to take care of anybody else? Or how do you ever expect to give value to anybody else in your business, let alone being a mom or a dad or being a good friend or a boyfriend or girlfriend? If, mm-hmm. if you're a teacher and you're not filling up your own pots, and I'm talking to myself right now, all right, if I'm not taking care of myself physically, mentally, how am I able to bring the heat when it comes to being in the classroom, <clears throat> being able to empathize with the kids and actually being able to attend to their specific needs? Because I, I love that you talked about... Um, individuals and how they're affected by their personal lives. The same thing with students. I've mentored countless students to where, you know, I'll ask them why they're not managing their time. Why aren't their assignments in on time? Why are they struggling? And it always comes down to exactly, you're right, family. They have some kind of family issue that's plaguing them half to death to where they have these self-limiting beliefs that make them believe that they can't do anything. Yeah. Um, and so I, you, you take the best approach as far as telling them you have to take care of yourself for other things to start changing. Um, and I absolutely love that approach that you take. And, and, and sometimes, unfortunately, um, he, he, here's, the, here's the downside of, of all of this. We, we don't pick our, our family, right? Um, <clears throat> we, don't, we, don't, we aren't selective on who we're born into. We aren't selective of our cousins and, and uncles and things like that, right? So you're, you're, you're faced with, with really hard decisions. Um, let's look at it in a student perspective. Um, I went to, to, to a lot of you, this is probably going to come to as a shock. I went to 13 different schools. Um, and the, the inconsistency as well as one other person looking at things differently than me, the inconsistency is like a killer. Um, so for me as a student, I had times where, you know, I was an honor roll. I had times where, fuck, like I'm a good student, like straight up, I'm a bad student, but I'm a good, I'm, I'm a good student at the same time. I, when, when I take some time and like write down notes, my shit looks nice. Like <laughs> I'm like different color markers, different color pens. I'm sitting down. I clean up my entire desk. Like even now, Sierra, Sierra sometimes makes uh, fun of me. 
but uh, I, I do like right now my desk is is I feel it's nice and and th- these are things that have always been instilled with as in uh, in me as a kid, but um, you know the inconsistencies sometimes made me a bad student because then we would be in a new house, be in a new school, and then um, you can never come back and combat this with your mom or your dad. Um, in my situation, my mom because like w- what do you do? Like that's the person that feeds you. Right. That's the person that 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 you live with. Um, so it, for for students now in their teens, for example, for for people who who are in their teens or or are in college and are still living with their parents or are being funded by their parents, if you have family issues, fuck that. That could be. It, it's not even so much like a like just a smokescreen. That's a fucking brick wall. That's a like that will stop everything. Yeah. Um, I, I personally think, um, for, for those of you who have had major family issues, um, you know, l- like I have, at least on one side that that's, that's not a, that's not a screen. That's not something you can just jump through. It's, it's a fucking brick wall and it will stop everything. So I, I empathize, I empathize with students who are, who are struggling with that, who go home and they have to deal with something. And, uh, and maybe the topic is unrelated. Maybe it's like, Maybe it's like, hey, uh, why didn't you do something for me in the house? And it's not even related to school. That will put a stop on the schoolwork because now you're thinking about, fuck, why am I in this situation with this person who's constantly up my ass? But I can't even say, hey, you're up my ass because if I go say you're up my ass, then I could potentially get all my privileges taken away, which is school. Right. Which is my car, which is my phone, which is all these things. So um you know family and friends they sometimes do these things where they they give you things and and they want to have this power over you um and and they they fuck you at the end like just absolutely like no other way they just absolutely fuck you in the end like i know i gave you this i gave you this um and that's the problem that i have with my mom's side of the family is that they're very much like that so that's why i disconnect because they're always like oh you're ungrateful i gave you this when you were nine years old i'm like bitch i'm 28 uh, like what, what are we talking about? And they'll, they'll hold on to these. And, and some people don't have the privilege of, of having to me, my privilege was my, my parents got divorced. So then now my privilege becomes uh, a privilege out of a, a destructive thing where I can go to my dad and go find peace with, with something else and remove myself. Some people can't remove themselves, right? Some people can't remove themselves, period. So, um, so then the, the, there's the problem is that like, fuck, here's this brick wall. I can't do anything about it. And it just destroys. And nobody wants to pick up the hammer there afterwards. Right. Um, because they're embarrassed. They're, they're, they're stressed out about other things. Now there's four different hammers. Which one do you pick up? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So there's now, now there's different nails, different nail types. Uh, some of them have flatter heads. Some of them have, I, I don't know. Right. Um, so all these things, and it's really hard. Right. So you you would take a good student kind of like myself who likes writing down notes on paper, really nice, different colors uh, and just all this stuff to a I don't even give a fuck about this. I just need to get this done. And then all of a sudden it, it goes from a grade A student to potentially a C plus student because they were rushed mentally from other from other things. Right. They were rushed mentally from other things. The same thing in the fitness world. It's like you get a good client, you get someone who's super excited at the beginning. You get super, you, you know, you know this. You get almost every, every single one of them. <laughs> almost every single fucking time. They're super excited at the beginning. 
and um you know it's it's not the excitement can go away but then the consistency is different and and just the desire to be consistent is also something else too not just the consistency but the the desire to be consistent and i don't think it's because they don't want to do it. it's because they start they have families they start cooking and then somebody in the house isn't cleaning their dishes somebody in the house is leaving the kitchen messy so then you're having to pick up for this person whether you're the housewife or the 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 house husband whatever right um, it, it, you're, you're, you're now battling other things. And because you're battling other externals, now there's several different hammers to pick up. It's like the hammer to clean up the house, the hammer to take the kids to school, the hammer to do this, the hammer to do that. And I think, I think if you can uh, alleviate, you can alleviate all this by just having the conversation of saying, Hey, like I have this going on and I need to be a little selfish here in the sense that like, if you guys don't help me, I can't improve. And if I can't improve, there are certain things that happen from a parent to a kid is like, if I'm not happy on a day-to-day basis, not that you have to make me happy. I didn't have kids for, for kids to make me happy. Um, right. And that's kind of the problem with some parents. Like my mom is like, I had kids so you can live for me. Fuck that. Right. No, like you had kids because you wanted to have kids. I didn't apply. Right. Exactly. So like, yeah. yes, you know, I didn't apply to, to, to be brought into this world. You were That's a big around. problem I'm finding lately with a lot of people is no one wants to take extreme ownership over their mm. decisions or over no, the nobody wants Everyone to take wants to point a finger and blame somebody Everybody else. wants to point a finger. So again, if you can bring up and say, hey, look, if, if you guys can help me out in the house, for example, for somebody in a fit, fitness perspective, if you can help me out in the house, if you can help me out, then then I will be able to go to work on time. I will be able to be more energetic. And then when I come home, if the house is clean, if you guys can help me, if you guys can help me keep the house clean, guess what? We don't have to fucking do spend an hour and a half cleaning and we can go to the fucking whatever. We can go watch a movie. We can go buy some video games. We can sit around and do nothing. We can go to the park. We can go fuck around and go to a boat. I, I don't know. Like all oh. this shit, right? <laughs> so, so all of the things that you could do if it's just like a, a, a group effort. But the problem is people don't have that conversation. Why? Because sometimes people are so set in their ways of like, why would you ask that of me? I already did this other thing for you the other day. Right. When? When? Why, why does it have to stop? Why does right. it have to stop? Right. So, again, th- this is the issue that a lot of people face is to, to bring it back to the big thing is like, why aren't people picking up the hammer? They are embarrassed to pick up the hammer as a, as a uh, problem. They maybe found that that wasn't the passion that they that they originally thought that they wanted to do or several other other reasons right um and and people have a hard time with with i would say um confronting a little bit right in 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 taking things under their own hand and if they do confront they're afraid of losing the relationship kind of like a student not doing their schoolwork um they're afraid of losing the relationship when ultimately that is the number one thing. Oh my God, a hundred percent. You know, is oh. to lose the relationship. I was reading something the other day. Um, I, I follow a lot of, you know, uplifting mm-hmm. masculine things on social media that will have these quotes. And it's like, you figure out who you truly are through confrontation. You grow yes. through confrontation. Grow. If you're not putting yourself through that fire, you're never going to grow. You're never going to get better. Life was not meant to be lived outside the storm. You're supposed mm. to be in there consistently yes. growing. So many people are so goddamn complacent yes. and content. It's not that they don't want more. They're afraid. Mm-hmm. And they let that. They use the excuse of, oh, my circumstances and my environment are keeping me this way. No, you're afraid to change. You're afraid to take that step forward regardless of whether or not you're going to fail. And so many people are scared to, to fail when it's failure that is the greatest teacher of all time. Yeah. 
I was listening to your book recommendation, The Sovereign Man, um, the other day. And at the beginning of the book, if I remember correctly, he was talking about how so much weight is put on like the man to be a certain way, a certain time, um, you know, all the time. And if if the man doesn't act a certain way, then everything kind of for the gist of it, everything kind of, you know, flops. And if a man comes in with emotions, um, you know, then then fuck off. Right. It's like, right. oh, my God, how could you? You're supposed to be the the rock. Right. Um, but but that that's that's exactly like the problem is that he's talking about is like so many people have these like kind of set in stone ways um, that if a man comes in and, and expresses emotion, that it's like wrong. Oh, this is right? such a huge problem right now. That is that is wrong. But this this isn't just about like the 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 manly uh, side of things, but it's also like to bring it back to the student and like client perspective is like if you have like certain expectations in your life, the the expectations aren't necessarily like the way that things need to be. It, just like anything else, it's like through failure you're going to improve, right? Yep. Through failure you're going to improve. Um, and not to get like super philosophical. And I think you could, you guys could probably hear it in just like my inflections, like, like it, you need to, you need to go and fail and, and you, and in that failure, you will lose somebody and that's okay. And that's okay. I have a, my best friend, Sammy, the other day he messages me. He's like, Hey, I'm done. I'm done hanging out with so many people. I'm done spending my money with so many people. He's like, bro, in the past, like two years, uh, you know, I made X amount of money and I don't have anything to show for it. Right. And he's like, I need to, to, to start just condensing the things that I do in my friend group. And he's going to lose friends because of that. Right. He's going to lose people who, who think of Sammy Ali as like, oh, my God, well, Sammy Ali is such a good dude. But he's going to lose friends. Um, and, and that expectations for him of like, um, you know, I have to give to people. I have to give to people slowly diminishing. And I see him happier. I see him happier because he's broken through those expectations. He's broken through like, yes, I'm going to fail at like being a, a general friend to everybody, but I'm going to improve being a better friend and family member to like my close circle, right? He's got five kids. Uh, and he's, oh my goodness. yeah, he's, he's my age. He's got five kids and he's my, he's age. 28 with five kids. Yeah, That's, that's how you want to be. That's how you want to be. <laughs> that's how you want to be. But, <laughs> but, uh, no. So again, you know, breaking through those expectations that sometimes people have, you're, you're going to fail. Um, and, and, and yeah, I mean, things are going to be bad for a second. Um, but to me, I, I don't know if it's easy for me to say like, fuck it, have the confrontation, go, go tell somebody to fuck off. I don't know if it's easy for me because of practice over the years uh, and, and my relationship with, with uh, you know, my immediate family um, that, that I can say this easier. But look, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, like I stress about it daily. It's not like I'm sitting here like, well, not daily, but regularly. It's not like I'm sitting here like, ah, who the fuck cares? And then I literally just, it just exits my mind. That's not, that's not true. I'm still human. Um, I, I joked around with you the other day and, and I told you I was going through a little bit of an emotional roller coaster, and then somebody got into a wreck in front of my house. Right. Um, and I was like, I wish four of those would happen, not for the destruction of the person in the car, but because it took my mind off my stressors because somebody else is stressing and, and it's in my nature, just go, go see what's going on and help. 
And and I wish four of those would have happened because it it literally pulled everything out of my head for a second and allowed me to focus on something else. So it's not like I'm telling you guys to go confront and it's going to exit your mind as if you're doing something else immediately. You're going to go through the stress. But if if you do more of the uncomfortable things, um, then you will condition yourself to want to do more of those confrontations. And in those confrontations, you will put the sword into the fire and you will be able to mold it a little bit more and sharpen it a little bit more. And when things arise, hard things arise, uh, you will be able to get more out of that situation or understand it better over time. Um, but if you're constantly like, I don't want the confrontation, I don't want to have the conversation, I don't want to do this, and you're, and you're just in your gut about it all the time, sometimes the gut feeling isn't always the best. Um, sometimes it's just about saying, fuck it, and just going after, I don't know. Um, no, I, I, I 100% agree with you, Kevin. Like, it's, If you don't take that risk of growth, you'll always be where you are. You'll never move forward. You'll never be where you want to be. <clears throat> no. And no, so, and I, I, I am a hundred percent on board with you. I, I know you're pressed for time. Um, and so in the remaining time, time, we're good in, in the remaining time that we do have, uh, you've already outlined a complete toolkit with your personal story about how people can learn how to pick up the hammer, which I just found the episode title, um, <laughs> learn, learn how to pick up the hammer. If you could condense and just give an overall summary of major steps that people can take in order to overcome their own limiting beliefs and learn how to pick up that hammer, both from a someone who's trying, let's start two prong question. Let's let's from the perspective of someone who's just trying to make a lifestyle change, because at Evolve, we do have that split population of we have yep. general athletes who are looking to change their lives for health. Then we have our Evolve coaches who are trying to be better for their business. What would be some practical steps that our general athletes could take as far as improving their lives, being able to lose weight and being able to overcome themselves yep. to be able to succeed? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I'll put this in perspective, uh, 2017, 2016, 2017, and 2018, I got drunk a lot, um, like a lot. And not that I was like an alcoholic, but I got drunk a lot. Uh, I did cocaine. I didn't smoke weed. Um, I did a bunch of stupid shit with mm -hmm. a lot of stupid people. Um, and I thought it was cool. And look i had a great time trust me don't like i, I never ended <laughs> up i never ended up um like in a jail cell and i never like did all that but i had a great time i can i can wholeheartedly say looking back at it in those moments they were fun were great and i enjoyed the people around me at the time but none of those people none of those people have remained friends mm -hmm. none of those people have remained friends like not even a bit um, here's what came out of the morning after I was broke. Um, I could not call those friends for help if I wanted help from them. Uh, they did not go to work for me. They did not take me to work. They, here, here's the thing is if you don't take care of my kid, you don't fuck me at night and you're not paying my bills, then it doesn't matter. And that's the unfortunate thing. So again, I'm going to kind of tie this in. So I drank a lot did drugs, stayed up all night, spent all my money. The downsides of it is I didn't have money <clears throat> um, and I didn't really have good friends. So uh, over the years, I started to evaluate whether or not I, I wanted to go out. 
Um, but it wasn't even so much that it was like the, the other side of it was, are these friends like my friends? Um, if I called them to do things like play some PlayStation, the things that I do like actually doing aside from getting fucked up, the things that are less enjoyable to some, or even just coming in and chilling at the house, um, would they do it? And most of the time the answer was no. So step number one, evaluate your relationships. Who in your life really, really, really cares about you? If you were to call somebody and ask them for emergency funds or, hey, I can't go to work right now because my car is messed up. Can you come pick me up and take me? Who in your life would actually do that? Um, or in a fitness perspective, who in your life would go work out with you? Um, and and I, whatever whatever questions are important to you and whatever values you have that are important to you, core values, not, not what your surroundings tell you to value, but what your core values, what are your core values? And if you can go ask these people or these friends, to, to get aligned with your core values and they say yes, then those are the people that um, you will keep in your life. Now, I'm not saying literally write down the names and number and then call them, hey, do you believe in my core values here? That's not what I mean. Um, but if, if over time you can start kind of, I hate to, to, to say it like this, but testing your friends, quote unquote friends, if you can test them in your own way, you will then find you will then find um, relief as you let go of some relationships. Now, granted, some of these friendships that I had, some of them were decent, and some of them I still think about till this day, and it still saddens me because even if we were getting fucked up, it was still again, like I said, a great time, but it wasn't good for ninety percent of my life. It was only good for ten percent of my life. Uh, 10% of how I operate my life, not 10% of my entire life history, but just 10% of how I operate my life. And that's not, that's not good enough. I wouldn't even say 10, I would say more like five. Um, but it's not good enough for me to consistently be in that all the time. I want to be in the 90s for my other stuff, right? So if you can test your relationships, I think that that'll help a lot. Um, do they like to work out? Do they like to read? Are they, if, you, if you're a, a person of family, um, for example, I got two kids now, right? Um, and, and not that I wouldn't go out with Sierra still, but I can't necessarily get a friend who's constantly like, yo, bro, I got some bitches over here. You want to come hang out? I, I can't be, you know what I mean? Like, I can't be doing that. What, like, and, and, and not that and I can't even be friends with you with the fact that you would even think it's okay for, to call me and ask me, Hey, there's some bitches over here. Let's go hang out. Right. Like why? Like I can't, I can't fuck with you. Like right. how disrespectful, because it's not, it's not just like, it's not just disrespectful to me, but it's also disrespectful to my family, right? That you would ever think that that's okay. So if you have certain relationships, not like that specific situation, but just in general, like, Hey, like, um, you know, I, I know that you've been on this diet kick, but, um, why don't you just say screw it and just like, let's just go out to eat and screw that, that, that th those are, those are red flags for me. It's like, yo, like I told you, I was like on this diet and like, I'm trying to take my health seriously. Um, you know, why, why are you just shitting on my, on my diet? Like those are, those are things that, that I think are important for you to look at as a general. Right. Find, find people who are supportive of find your goals. Find people who are supportive. Even if, so for example, my best friend, Sammy, he's never been on a diet in his life. Never, <laughs> never, but I love him. And he's, he's always like, he's, he's always, I will say 
eight out of 10 times, he's always looking out for what I got going on. Um, even if they're not the same things. Hey, I know you're on your diet. You want to go out to eat though? Like, uh, is that cool with you? Like, uh, are you, are you good with that? Th those are questions instead of, instead of saying like, Hey, screw your thing, dude, just come on. Right. right? Th those are very different things. So find friendships like that. Um, so that would be like my first step. My second step, uh, once you, once you find space in your life, because everything takes up space, relationship takes up space. Uh, it, it takes up space in the sense of time. Uh, not only, not only like physically, like right now you and I are spending time with one another. I would say right. other than the, the Riverside, I would call it physical time right now. Right. Um, but then there's also mental time where throughout the day, I'm going to be t thinking about this podcast and that takes up space that takes up space. Right. But it's good space to me. I'm going to look back at this as I enjoyed this podcast. So you need to also think about what takes up space um to remove it in the first step and once you remove the friendships and the or the the certain things in your life that take up space now you've created bandwidth now you've created bandwidth so with that new bandwidth go find something new to do go find something new to do a new sport. i absolutely love that my god yeah. <laughs> go go find something new to do new sport uh lately i've been um finishing up atomic habits i have it right oh here. awesome book yeah, yeah so I, my I girlfriend the, has I mine the, right now <laughs> yeah i do the uh audiobook and the actual physical copy um go find space right so right now my space it has allowed me to start you know playing sports again and playing a little basketball to the side signed up for soccer again um, things like that, right? So remove the people physically, which will also create mental bandwidth. And once you can generate that bandwidth again, now you have space for other things. Um, I love that. And with that that hit me so that, hard right now with the PhD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My dissertation. It's like, yeah, I can't wait for this shit to be done. So I don't have to think about it anymore. And it's yeah. just like, oh. <clears throat> and, you know, not to take it like a, a little bit of a different direction, but it's why these have become such a problem. Everyone, I'm holding up a cell phone. Yes. It's like when you're constantly distracted by that cell phone, not only are you wasting time with that and how I gave a talk recently about how that causes sympathetic nervous system activation, but you're also mentally constantly thinking about that shit all the time. I'm gonna, yeah, I want to give you an example. So I don't know if you've noticed, but I don't follow anybody on Instagram anymore. I know. <laughs> I don't. Uh, and it's, it's, I love, I love all of you guys. Trust me, I'm going to start following you guys again. But that was part of my <laughs> bandwidth. That was part of my, I had like 1200 people on there. And some of these people are from high school people. And if, if people from high school listen to this, fuck y'all. Like, yeah, y'all don't talk to me. Y'all don't talk to me. Nobody talks to me. It's social like media. I, like, like it's social media. Like I don't give a fuck about it. Like if you're offended by me not following you, go fuck you. Like fuck, fuck yourself. Like text me, text me, call me. Right. Like, I literally you know, had a friend who said he couldn't be friends with me anymore because I never liked his stories. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, like, <laughs> like call why? Me. Call What'd me. You do? I, like, like if 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 you guys on Evolve listening to me right now, if you say Kevin, come visit. And and you text me that I'll fucking come visit. Which by the way, we need. I need. To I told out. you, yeah. Cigar, waffles. Yes, waffles. Yes. Down, <laughs> Austin I'm Power down, quote. Uh, but you know, it's like it's like one of those things where, tell me to come. Don't don't sit there and 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 view from afar on social media because I really don't give a fuck anymore. I I I could care the fuck less. Um, because if if that's how you view the relationship, unfollow me unfollow me if you unfollow me for look i unfollowed you like all of the people just to create some bandwidth just just for a little bit of time 
I just needed to, to separate with the stuff going on with my mom lately, with, this, with some other things going on, not necessarily financially, just more mentally. I was like, man, I just got to get off of this. And the way that I got to get off of it, let me just stop looking at everybody for a second. Yep. Not Boundaries, that I don't man. care about certain people. Obviously, I care about Chad. Obviously, I talk to you every day. You know what I'm saying? That their relationship is like, you don't follow Chris. Well, it's not, it's not that I don't like Chris. Obviously, I just, <laughs> I just, I just want to remove myself from social for you, media. It's just from social media for a second. And then we'll get back to that. But um, yeah, if, like that, that was part of like, again, my bandwidth is like, let me let go of some of this stuff. Like I'm looking at, and I'm unfortunately, I, I was talking to Corey about this on our podcast the other day. I'm very much the person that looks at people and says, oh man, I got to do it like that. I'm very much like that. I'm very much the, I'm, I wouldn't say copycat, but I'm very much like, what's everybody else doing? Let right. me see. Let me see. I mean, and that, that can intuitively help you how to create Sometimes. your own. But I'm, yeah. I'm the destructive side at times. I'm, I, I lean more towards the destructive side, unfortunately. But uh, uh, thankfully, thankfully, I've created bandwidth in other areas to where my personal development, like atomic habits and things like that, have allowed me to improve uh, my self-awareness in in situations like that right um so i'm very much the destructive side of let me see what everybody else has got going on at times so that's kind of where i was like fuck 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 this fuck this fuck this fuck this i was literally at a cigar bar i was telling you i was at a cigar bar i had a whiskey uh, and i was smoking my cigar and i was looking through social media i went to a 12 out of 10 i don't know out of nowhere out of nowhere i stress to to the highest degree i was like what is what is like I literally I'm like sitting at the bar. I don't know if anybody was even like, but I wasn't like overly like, oh my God. I was just sitting there. I'm like, what is what am I doing? Like yep. what, literally at the bar, I just started unfollowing everybody. If somebody would have looked over my shoulder, they probably would have thought I was like hacking something. Because <laughs> uh, I was literally like out of nowhere, I was like, fuck this. Done. And just I even got so, I did days. that same thing the other day. I just started unfollowing people that I don't get any value from if you, anymore. If you reset, if you just go to zero, if you just go to zero, then then you and just wait for a few days, like like I have. I'm like, oh man, I kind of miss seeing things from Kayla. I kind of miss seeing things from you know Chad's little like 30 second business post, yeah. um, or or like certain people that I actually care about, right? Um, but I'm I'm letting that kind of settle in a little bit more, just for my own personal kind of like like growth. Um, but you, you'll start to notice. And I'm probably going to have like maybe 50 to 100 people that I refollow. But after that, if you don't like text me, text me. I don't really give a fuck. No, I, I, just, no. I, I just don't care. Like it, it, there, there's it's this superficial shit. It just is really destructive. Um, but again, to, to kind of to tie it back, again, the relationship, see who really is in your corner. And it's never going to be perfect. You know, it's never going to be perfect. But who is really having your best interest in mind uh, and being selfless to you and, and you should be selfless to them in return. And, and once you can create bandwidth of getting rid of certain relationships, because ultimately that, that's what it is. It's not about let me get rid of the pizzas in my, in my refrigerator. Let me get rid of my spending at Starbucks. Let me get rid of my spending at, at McDonald's. It's not about that. It's not fucking about that. It's not about getting – it's about who is causing you and who is putting like – this emphasis on like, you know, this urgency of like being so like, oh my God, it's in a rush all the time. Like who is causing your, your stress to then want to, instead of cook a meal at home, go to McDonald's instead right. of maybe have more fun with your coffee at home, who is making you go to Starbucks because you're just no, you just don't even want to be in your house anymore. 
kind right. of thing, right? It's not even about the 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 spending your money. I know sometimes as fitness uh, um, athletes and even clients are like, how do I allocate my funds to to be able to pay for uh, this coach? How do I that if if that's what your concern is, you're not gonna you're not gonna succeed even if you allocate the fucking funds. Even if right. you found a million dollars, you would spend a million dollars. And it would still go to waste because your relationships and your bandwidth are fucking garbage. It has nothing to do with that. So it's if, again, relationships first, I think, and then create some bandwidth, go do some personal development. And I think overall that will help you navigate navigate your daily life. Now, I know a lot of those were fantastic. And I know a lot of those will apply to both our general athletes and our coaches. Do you have anything additional specific to coaches who are running their business and working with clients on a day-to-day basis? What would you say to them about keeping their mindset in the right place so that they can do the best for themselves and for being able to put food on the table? Learn to say no. That's the hardest one. (laughs) It's the hardest one. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, a lot of the NLCA students don't know how to say no sometimes. <clears throat> um, you know, especially when 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 growing your business, um, you know, working from home is 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 interesting because at any moment in time you can just say, "Oh, I got two hours with a break. Let me go fuck around." And and you have to be able to say no. Um, you know, you you just have whatever whatever the situation is. If it's not according to what your original plan was, just say no. I can't do it right now. I can do it later, but I can't do it right now. Excuse me. Um, but um, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Just learn to say no. Yep. Setting those boundaries for yourself because that's, I've run into that problem all throughout my PhD and multiple yeah. jobs. And I mean, I still have that problem from time to time. I mean, I've gotten a hell of a lot better with time management, but it, it, it's so hard oftentimes to do that. But that's yes. that's probably a really great piece of advice, especially for brand new coaches. Yeah. Man, this episode has been great. We've had a good time, man. We've gone, we've over at an hour right now. It's Holy absolutely insane. You got me it's things I haven't really said in a minute, um, but I'm very passionate about these things. Like, I, I didn't come with a game plan today. So, you could, you know, for the people who are listening, I didn't have a game plan. I don't have notes. This is off the dome. And and when typically it's off the dome, it's like because you think about it a lot. <laughs> this has been one of our this has been a, a really great episode, a really great interview. You've you've given so much value to many of us that I know we'll all take down. I have, I wrote things, I wrote things down. I'm, sorry. I'm I'm really excited to have you here. We're gonna have you on again, don't you worry, because there's so much value you can give, especially when you have your own podcast. What is the name of your podcast? Podaholics. Podaholics. I like that a lot. What what are the topics that you talk about? So so Podaholics. Um, I've gone through. So Podaholics was originally mine starting as of 2020, and Podaholics. I've gone through three different co-hosts. Corey being the third, and Corey will stick around um, uh, for sure this time. Um, Corey and I get along in several different ways, um, but we do talk about things like this. We talk about business, fitness, uh, entrepreneurship, uh, and a little bit of relationships. Um, and then overall, we we started we started off by giving a mindset tip of the day. Um, we're episode two in. Uh, you know, we're about to every Monday we do the episode. Um, and yeah, we start off with mindset tip of the day, and then we lead into everything else. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's overall just general kind of lifestyle podcast. Um, I would say we don't want to specifically just be on one topic. I think that with how the world is now, everybody 
wants to do different things. Right. Um, I, I don't I, I don't know if I told you this, but the other day I went and talked to the NLCA crew was making fun of me yesterday a little bit. Uh, cause they think I'm the criminal of the group. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh, no, cause I, I told them I was, uh, uh, looking to buy a laundromat. They're like, Oh, you're going to wash money. <laughs> you did tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> right. No. So, so no, all jokes, all jokes, but, um, no. So l- little things like that, where I have no fucking clue about a laundromat. I just heard that it was a decent thing to buy. Uh, unfortunately he doesn't make a whole lot of money there, uh, at that specific laundromat, not nearly enough to where i would want to say to to buy it for the price that he's like trying to push but little things like that right where uh yes i love fitness yes i love being a coach uh but i also love music i also love um you know video games like if i love alex alex one of uh i'm sure you know alex uh brown but one time she asked me uh you know what would you do if you could quit, you know, your job and, and everything you got going on, what would you want to do full time? And I would want to do this full time. It's fun, like, isn't it? Like th- this right here, just like podcast three times a week. That's why I have three. <laughs> yeah. Podcast, right. Three times a week, fucking um, streaming video games, playing Warzone all day and, and making music uh, and, and having cash businesses to, to support it all. Like that's what I would do. Um, and, and it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I don't have passion for helping somebody out mindset wise. It doesn't mean that I don't have passion for fitness. It doesn't mean that I don't like soccer. It doesn't mean, you know, so it's, that's, that's where that podcast is, is like a general lifestyle, um, you know, entrepreneurship. I love that. That that's a lot of the direction that uh, my new one is coming out to. So I I I have three podcasts. I know people hear that they're just like that's crazy, and I'm just like yeah, I'm not able to put 100 percent effort into all of them yet. Um, but like I have the evolved podcast, which we're on right now, which I do for Kayla, which is dedicated, committed. I also have kicking it the E-way, which is our EKU mm-hmm. exercise science podcast, which I started, but mm-hmm. waiting for my graduate student to start so that he can help me yeah. with that. And then I've got my prime mindset. That's all. My, that's my baby. And yeah. so and when I hear you talk about pot it just reminds me that's kind of like my motivation for pride mindset too yeah. like yeah i'm going to talk about lifestyle and fitness but i want to just want to talk, talk about real shit one of yeah. these days i'm just going to get on there and be like let's talk about how harry potter applies to real life will it yeah. i have no goddamn clue yeah. but we'll find out some yeah. way that might be able to find life no, but, uh, <laughs> yeah I, I the the name potaholics is 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 super super awesome i i need to copyright it because there is no other podcast out there or anything like that that is named potaholics so uh it's it's just great it's a great name it's a great vibe uh always and uh yeah just uh, i'm i'm excited to do more episodes of it especially now that i found riverside i didn't know that this thing existed yeah riverside is awesome for you're like fucking on riverside it's vibing <laughs> out like we can make cool like little reels and skits but anyways not to get too much off topic but uh potaholics yes it's super fun so kevin i i we could go for another hour on here um we'll 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 definitely have you on again as as we start to wrap it up here if you could tell our audience one concluding thought of yours as far as your best piece of advice for someone who is looking for that thing that's going to help them succeed what is your message yeah you're your own trophy uh you're your own trophy you know i love that yeah it's just that that's that's the biggest thing is like there's no one else that fucking matters other than you, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, you, you feed yourself, uh, you know, you give yourself, you know, all of the successes, 
with additional help, but it, it ultimately comes down to you. It's like if somebody offered you a job, you have to be the one that's excited for it, right? Right. If, if, if you're getting ready to have a kid, you have to be excited to have that kid. Your wife can't make you excited. Your, your a new employer can't make you excited, but you got you to consider yourself as like, man, I'm the shit, right? Uh, and have a little bit of that confidence that isn't cockiness saying like you're the shit cannot come at the expense of somebody. I've said that a couple of times already, but again, your confidence can never, ever, ever come at the expense of somebody else because then it's going to come at the expense of your happiness because the world gives uh, what you give it back in return. So you are your own trophy. And if you think you're the shit, then you're the shit period. Amen, brother. That is, I absolutely love that. Kevin, Mm -hmm. it's been an absolute blast having you on the Evolved Athlete Podcast. If our listeners want to learn more about you, where can they find you and at what platforms and accounts? Yeah, so uh, at Benegas Fit at Instagram, don't expect me to follow you back. (laughs) 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 Just kidding, guys. Just kidding. But I do like engaging. I love messaging people. Uh, I love messaging people, whoever it is. I, I don't care. Just message me at Benegas Fits uh, on IG. And then, uh, yeah, Podaholics, uh, Pod A Holics, just like it is with little hyphens in between the pod. What podcast platforms? Uh, so it's it's on Spotify. Cool thing about Spotify is that you can upload the video now. I saw. I'm going to start doing that. Yep. Yeah. So, so I'd save it and then you can upload it on there and it's super cool. Um, I think it's on the Apple platform now, but uh, Spotify primarily. Uh, but yeah, the, those are the two platforms. Awesome. I'm not going to be like Mike Jones and throw my phone number in here. <laughs> Mike Jones. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Kevin, it's been an absolute blast. I really appreciate your time. For the audience out there, I hope you really enjoyed this one. This has been one for the books and one that we can take away a lot of real, genuine, raw, powerful anecdotes as far as how to live our lives and put our best foot forward and really making sure that we're putting ourselves first and being aware of our environments when it comes to how it influences our daily lives. Mm -hmm. Kevin, thanks again, my man. I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. Till next time. Coach, peace out. Peace.